Welcome to the AA Show, the Assistencia Asesoria Show, the AA. Actually, it's AAA Wrestling I was referring to, Assistencia Asesoria y Administración, the Mexican wrestling promotion in the honor of coming back from the San Diego over the weekend. How has your week been? How's a long weekend? It was an MLK, Martin Luther King Day weekend here in the States. Uh, yeah, I just came back from San Diego, one of the uh, multiple weekend shotgun trips I'll be taking. Um, so, yeah, the San Diego was all right. Uh, I know it's been raining a lot in California, especially in the L.A. area. Uh, there was a lot of drought and stuff over the years, but, you know, it's been pouring. You know, San Francisco feels more like Seattle than Seattle. Seattle hasn't gotten as many as much rain as it did before, like compared to last year when it was the wettest, whoa, what was it, winter ever? Um, but, uh, this year, well, it's raining tonight, but this year it's been pretty dry in general. Um, and in San Diego too, you know, you only would guess that it would rain maybe five times a year, but it's been raining a couple weeks, three weeks in December. And the time, by the time I got there, actually it was pretty breeze and it was in the 67, the usual San Diego weather that people are expecting. So that was good. The weather was participating. Uh, so I was visiting my sister and my mom who's visiting my sister there. And I just did a one-night, two-day trip. Uh, I must say, I'm already tired <laughs> from flying. It's not a short flight. It's about two and a half hours from here. Thankfully, it was a short, uh, direct flight. But uh, given that it's a long weekend, a lot of people are traveling. You know, airports are all right. It was a little packed. But uh, uh, Alaska Airlines is pretty good. The spaces are a little bigger compared to Delta or United. But, uh, you know, travels are travel. Now I realize, and I have, like, next six weekends booked. So... Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do. San Francisco is coming up next, but I'll um, talk about the San Diego a little bit. Um, you know, if if you're a sports fan, you know that the San Diego Chargers, the football team, is now moving to L.A. They announced a move because uh, they play in the old stadium called the Qualcomm Stadium, but that stadium is probably the second worst in the entire NFL, so they couldn't get a new deal. They've The city of San Diego voted down like a 17% tax on the hotels and rental cars. You know, the idea is that... so. Idea is that they usually, when they build a new arena or decide to renovate and decide to have a bond or a government bond or, you know, new taxes, they generally go into tourism taxes. Uh, so if you get a rental car in a hotel in many cities like Dallas or ooh, where else, Minnesota now, they have the new arenas and the new taxes, new fees that you will see at the bottom line, you know, uh, for your bill for the trip is all on the taxes for the new facilities, the municipal taxes. But then what the San Diego voters decided to do was that, well, why don't you spend that money in education and infrastructure and, you know, public transit instead of a stupid freaking stadium for the team that doesn't win at all? And, yeah, and they said, fuck it, and they'll move. So they'll move to L.A., and they're going to be the tenant, co-tenant uh, with the uh, L.A. Rams now who moved from St. Louis, who also weren't happy with their re- arena slash stadium situation. But uh, for a little bit, they're going to play at the StubHub Center, which is which only holds 30,000 for the MLS games. But, you know, do 30,000 people really go to the Chargers games the last five years? Eh. So, you know, not surprising. But anyways, so the Chargers are gone. So the city, I guess, is a little depressed. And there's no other team other than the San Diego Padres, the baseball team. But the baseball team sucks, too. So and there's no basketball team. There, there's the old arena where the ECHL team plays. The San Diego Seagulls, who used to be Gauls, you know, back in the WHL days or something in the 60s and 70s. And there's nothing there. Uh, the 
Clippers play there temporarily after they moved from Buffalo. They used to be Buffalo Braves of the NBA for like a couple of years. Then they moved to San Diego before they ended up in LA as a Clippers. So, yeah, there's no sports team. And San Diego generally is known as a retirement town. So that my generalization of it, my thinking was that, all right, this is where the re- retired people go, especially the rich people like Mitt Romney's and Dick Emberg's of all those people. And... You know, you certainly get that vibe in San Diego. Some people say it's a little more conservative compared to other parts of California. There's a Navy, you know, base there and stuff. Uh, but then my sister tells me that it's only the Colorado, the little island off of the uh, downtown San Diego. That's the only, you know, conservative side. And my sister said, quote, you know, if you bomb that out, it's completely a democratic city. I was like, all right, let's not get to that, but okay. And, uh, you know, I didn't get to discover the city that much in the previous trips and, uh, this time, we hung out a little bit. And then uh, we checked out some of the neighborhoods. Like, you know, there's not much in San Diego downtown. And then the airport is right beside downtown. And airport is old as hell. Uh, but it's pretty convenient if you're within the city. But the traffic and congestion is a bit of a pain. And the landing is actually pretty cool. I took a time-lapse video of it. You go over the entire, pretty much the entire major parts of San Diego before you land. So I wonder if you live in San Diego... Like, you're going to hear the flights landing and taking off at all times. So the noise complaint is going to be ridiculous. So I was like, I don't know. If I move here, I could live here. And then, uh, well, what else is a significant landmark there? Well, there's SeaWorld, but I'm against SeaWorld for their animal, you know, treatment and mistreatment and all those. Apparently, they're going to close and move all the dolphins to Mexico. So SeaWorld has another branch out of Mexico or something. And then there's a bubble, a park. Is it the Rocky? Adrian? No, it's not that. But, you know, there's nothing in that park other than a couple of museums and a water fountain. Downtown, there's nothing. I mean, it's an uh, Italian neighborhood, Italian town. Little Italy is a food town. But, you know, the t- by the time we drove through, it felt like uh, another, I don't know, gentrif- gentrified area with the luxury apartments and then the high-end gourmet food and Italian food restaurants around. And uh, we settled in uh, this place called uh, North Park, uh, which feels like uh, a little bit of Queen Anne in Seattle. Um, a lot of old buildings. You see a lot of minority folks there. But then there's a couple of CrossFit gyms, some coffee shops, you know, Mexican restaurants and all those. And one of the places uh, she recommended was a Lucha Libre taco place. And then uh, that's actually not the original place, but there was a second one that opened. And I, you know, being a wrestling junkie, as you can hear from the A title of the show, there's a lot of Mexican res- wrestling history there with a lot of photos, clips. Uh, they had a mini ring um, and, you know, with the Mexican Lucha Libre, the luchadors with their masks hanging. Uh, it was pretty cool. And then the taco was pretty bomb, too, although uh, I had to k- keep counting calories still in that diet. You know, it's very cheesy and buttery and stuff. But you know what? It was delicious. It was worth it. And then uh, I thought that was the coolest wrestling uh, theme place you can visit. And then... It's so close to Mexico, so there are a lot of Mexican wrestling references there. Some famous wrestlers that are from there, you know, like Rey Mysterio. Uh, and then uh, they had some other ones like Alberto Del Rio or Alberto Del Patron, Mystico, uh, who's, I guess, known as Sin Cara. Uh, and then, you know, I think Goldberg lives in San Diego area. He's training in one of the MMA gyms. Apparently, San Diego is a big hub for the UFC and then the MMA training gyms there and I, I certainly saw that they're like uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms muay thai gyms you know near like a car repair shop or something and i saw one that says ufc gym with the ufc logo but then apparently that seems like a fake 
UFC gym. So I don't know. I don't know who the fighters are out of here because I, I thought a lot of them are in Huntington Beach and then uh, all the LA area, you know, or the Bay Area even, like Dan Henderson and stuff. So I was pretty cool, but the weather is nice. And then, uh, it was cool. Weather was participating. So we got to hang out, got to see the city. But then um, I feel like, especially in the North Park neighborhood, as we were walking around, I, I realized, like, wow, this this is really becoming a gent- next gentrified area. And then, you know, those are, that neighborhood is pretty affordable compared to other places like La Jolla or some other places. But at the same time, I was wondering, well, what companies are here other than Qualcomm and then a whole bunch of, like, medical places? And they're all not, they're not in the San Diego proximity. They're all up north, you know, towards Carlsbad and then, like, Oceanside. They're, like, towards that side. So commuting from here is going to be pain unless you know, these companies decide to have a commute bus or something. I don't know. So it's pretty cool. Weather's nice there, but it still felt like a retirement home, you know. So I don't know. And then the weather's like complete opposite of Seattle. And I think I like this area, you know, with the at least the four seasons and the rain. There, it's just a breeze and the same weather, 300, you know, 60 days a year, just near equator, you know, moderate weather. No extreme heat, no extreme, I mean, there's some extreme heat, uh, extreme cold or rain, precipitation, any of that. So it's pretty boring. So the first time I went there, I, I was losing my mind after three days. I was just like, I was blasting, I was blasting Soundgarden because I was like, I, I missed the rain. I, I missed some variety of this place. And it's not exactly a place, unlike Seattle, I feel like I can sip a coffee and then just stare at the sky. I mean, the beaches were nice and stuff, and everybody surfs or scuba dives, no matter what your body shape is, which is pretty cool. But I don't know. San Diego, it's a nice place, but, you know, just the potential. I would retire there or, like, visit three days at most, and then I would be tired of it, and then I need to move back where there's, like, snow or something. I don't know. That's just me. But, uh, yeah, so there's that uh, San Diego road trip. Upcoming one in San Francisco. That's going to be a day trip, so I'm going to be leaving Ooh, like 6 in the morning, 5 in the morning, and then get back to Seattle by 11 at night, uh, you know, hoping to find mugs. Oh, speaking of mugs, uh, yeah, I actually found the San Francisco mug at the San Diego airport, and I ended up collecting, before I get to the deep diving into the mug collection a little bit, I collected five mugs on this trip, and then I realized I just brought one backpack and the most I can fit in is probably four. And then I forced the fifth one in there. So I got the California, San Diego, Los Angeles, Orange County, and San Francisco all at one place. I saw Lake Tahoe, but again, I haven't been to Lake Tahoe, so I'm not going to get that. That's cheating. Orange County, I passed by. And then I'll be there in March to watch the Anaheim Ducks and then go to the Disneyland. So I'll get that. Uh, so I got the five. So my count of the mugs is up to 17. And then people go, why are you collecting this stupid mug? Well, first of all, I'm I'm like a 69 year old grandma in a 28 year old body. Like I have I have some hobbies that are like an old man or woman. I don't know why. The mug collection thing is the latest obsession. That I don't know. It, it, the, the design looks cool because I'm only collecting the year here collection. It's a pretty flat design. Um, and then I think the designs are cool. Uh, and I should technically have like 30 or 40 for the places I've already been to. So I'm up to 17 now. I. And I'm going to go get more as I go to places like New Mexico, Phoenix, and all that. And then collect the Disneyland ones. But, um, you know, it's, I, I think it's a better memory than, you know, taking 500 photos. Some people have interesting collections. Like, so I'm like, all right, that's my collection. And then one thing I realized with the bugs is like, uh, I don't know. I I have a lot of mementos from different places moving around so much. 
like in it's like driver's licenses, student cards, or little items, keychains or something. And I finally realized last night that I just have a box or in the I put old old cards and like old wallets or something and then they're just like getting fat and then like I can't put any more of these stupid cards in. And so one idea I had was, all right, I'm gonna put all the old driver's licenses and the student cards in these mugs in the display. And I think that's an interesting way to keep the memento and then Again, I want to have these mugs so I can have a story to tell later if somebody visits. This would be a conversation starter, you know, at a, if I host a party or something. So it's like, all right, it's cool. And then also, I, I don't have to store all these stupid mementos and, you know, in, in boxes I'm never going to look at. So it's easier to store them this way. So if any robbers hear this, you're not going to find anything valuable in there. It's just like, I don't know, sporting tickets like the Vienna when I was there last year the when I saw the World Cup qualifying match I'm gonna put that ticket in the Vienna mug uh you know my Colorado driver's license I put it in there in the Colorado student card I'm gonna put that in the Colorado mug in the Toronto one I have all my high school student cards and then my Ontario driver's license Michigan one if I get that I'm gonna put the University of Michigan student cards and then the driver's license I have I've had it's like yeah, I keep all my driver's licenses, even with the punch holes. Oh, and the Washington mug, I still have some too. Or like the, some weddings I go to, you, you know, you get a little item like a cookie or something. I don't need it. I don't feel like eating it because they have some writings on there and stuff. So I'll just keep it until it gets bad or something. So I put some like wedding items in the mugs too if they fit. So I've been doing that. I think it's a cool collection experience. So uh, yeah, and I, I'm... And then you go, how much do these mugs cost? Well, so they range. If you go to the airport, they're usually two to three, five dollars more expensive. They range from ten ninety five or ten twenty to like fourteen ninety nine. Uh so these mugs, at least the Californian ones, are like twelve ten or something for some reason. So bought five of those, like sixty dollars. Great, bam, done. Um so and then I'm if you sell them on eBay you know, some people sell them for twenty, thirty dollars plus ten dollars shipping, but I'm not gonna buy those. There's no personal touch to it, so I either get them from my friends or I go pick it up by myself or figure it out later. But I want to go get them myself, and most of them. So that's why some of these trips are taking place too. San Francisco one, that's pointless now. No, it's not. But um, I got the San Francisco one too, so I'm happy. Uh, the week after that, I go to New Mexico. I've been to New Mexico already, but I didn't know New Mexico had mugs. So I'm gonna go get that. And one other place I just thought of the last couple of days is Alaska. Apparently, the Alaska mug came out in 2013, but it is the hardest one to find. So I'm like, whatever, I'll give it a shot. I'll take it. Um, and then apparently they have them at the airports and stuff. And I want to make a day trip during the next long weekend. And then the, the what is it? The President's Day weekend. And then uh, I'm just gonna go to Anchorage. Uh, maybe I see Northern Lights if I can. So get there like Saturday morning and then come back Sunday midnight reach by like 5 a.m. Seattle time Sunday or something so I still get two days off Sunday and Monday uh that's a tentative plan but what what the hell do I do in Anchorage that is the biggest question I don't know how the weather's gonna be I heard snow is a little less it's a little chilly uh, I don't think I, I can afford an SUV for the rental car it's gonna be hella expensive like a hundred dollars just for one day uh, I do want to I'm thinking about going to an ECHL game the Alaska Aces they play the Colorado Eagles and I'm like all right I'll go check out a hockey game there it's a very small arena, and then just the, at the ice level, it's like $25. I'm like, hell yeah, that's a deal. I'll go watch. And uh, restaurants, generally, they're, a lot of them are expensive, and then I'm trying to find the right uh, recommendation for food. Maybe seafood. I don't know what an Alaskan dish is. Can I eat a seal? That's cruel. You know, we'll figure that out. 
So, anyways, more travel stories to come. Uh, and then the little logs and all that. Um, speaking of Starbucks and the mugs, I'm a little pissed off at Starbucks right now. Uh, they have a biannual contest called the Starbucks for Life. If you don't know, like you have a chance to win the Starbucks for Life, literally. So you get if you're a Star Wars Rewards member, you know you get the stars for each purchase. They change the policy so that they give you two stars for every dollar you spend, and then if you get 125 stars, you get a free drink or meal or whatever you're whatever you're choosing. So actually, the buying the mugs have helped me get some stars, and then. You know, I'm not just spending money, but I spend the money and get the stars and also, you know, get the free meal out of it, especially on this low-calorie diet. They have a protein bristle box that I always eat for lunch now. So there's that. But with the Starbucks for Life, what they do is you get a free play for each purchase, and then they have this, like, a game board. So each game board, you got to get three tokens or whatever, and... Each of them represent, you know, 125 stars, 500 stars, uh, you know, free one free drink or something, and then the ultimate one, you know, Starbucks for life. And then, you know, there's some that are like those stars are equivalent. Some stars that are equivalent to like free Starbucks for weeks, free Starbucks for a month, you know, that kind of stuff. Last year, I won one for like 500 stars or something, which is equal to like three dishes, I guess, three three free meals, three orders. Well, actually, four, four, because 125 times four. But this time, I got none. And then what always happens is that you got to get three tokens, but you always get two of each category. And then if you get the same thing over and over, and then if you get the same thing three times, or the, the tokens that you already have three times, they'll give you an extra play. I ended up, I think I had at least like 100 plays, 100 purchases that stacked up over the last two months. And I got nothing. Only thing I got is eight extra stars. So I finally vented. And then they have extra challenges so you can get extra plays without you know, actually, you know, just making a general purchase. So he's like, oh, make an order, you know, before 7 a.m. three times or connect your Instagram account or leave a comment for a barista or for your local whatever. Although I don't know if that comment ever gets to there. And also, I there's no option to select the whatever local Starbucks that you choose. And then... Blah, blah, blah. And then I filled out most of the challenges except for two. For social media account and then the ordering before 7 a.m. one. That's impossible. I got all the other stuff. So I got 90% of the free plays. I made gazillion purchases, especially through the mugs and just the regular coffee order. Yet I got nothing out of it. So I finally vented and told, you know, just tweeted and then Facebook posted at Starbucks. It's like, no matter how hard you try. And then I put my photo of the game board and then the challenges and all that i didn't get my account i'm waiting for them to reach out to me then i'll get the thing i've been an avid fan i'm collecting the damn mugs i'm getting their starbucks drink every day you know i think i deserve at least 200 300 500 i deserve a thousand stars i deserve one free month you know in all honesty given the amount of money i spent so there there's my anger right there at starbucks they're gonna have a contest again over the summer and then I'm going to be shafted once again, and they'll give me like 100 stars. I'm like, dude, that's not even a full free drink. But I don't know. I get mad at those little things for some reason. But anyways, I digress. I digress. So I just got mad at Starbucks there the last couple nights. you know. But the mug collection looks good, so I'm a little happy. I'm a happier person. And then, um, yeah, and then the trip in general, I feel refreshed. You know, just getting out of town just for one day, you know, it actually feels like I've been away for three days for some reason. So that's really good. Um, so anyways, uh, my God, time has been passed. So 
I guess I will cover the Bachelor a little bit just to follow up. I know you know some of you hate this segment, some of you love it. You know, given the different perspective I give, I'm gonna. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I swear to God, I'm going to keep it in five minutes. Last time it went too long. But then again, this is why I'm giving you the time of uh, whatever topic I'm covering. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to limit myself here. So, yesterday was an MLK day. And then my, if you haven't heard the previous episode, my prediction is that every MLK Monday on The Bachelor, they prominently feature the black contestants or African American of anything. So yesterday, so last year, I said the Jubilee, and then I think the Alex, the bartender from Chicago, was featured for two hours, and then there's a single date with Jubilee and shit. And then they got eliminated within, you know, within a week or two. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I knew that was coming. But I thought that was a subliminal way of Bachelor and ABC just forcing, forcing, you know, we, we feature minorities, you know, that kind of shit. So what happened yesterday? Uh, they featured What's-Her-Face. I can't remember her name all of a sudden. Jasmine? Yeah, that was one of the girls. She's like a she's an NBA dancer uh in out of San Francisco. So I would assume she's a she's a dancer she's on the dance pack for the Golden State Warriors. So, she was prominently featured. I mean, she was talking shit to Kareen, the crazy blonde girl who again, getting off topic from the minority issue a little bit. She called she called her assistant or whatever, her nanny, pretty much. And then, like, she doesn't do shit. And then sleeps, she sleeps a lot and whores herself out, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, back to the minority thing. But there are two other contestants on this show that are black, at least that I can see. Rachel. Rachel. And uh, the, the, the Dominique, who was a shy one. Dominique was like, the guy Nick never talks to me. I'm not giving her an opportunity. And she's crying and shit. And then what ended up happening was they decided to have an event in the second hour of the show, and they said, the, the, "What was the topic?" It's like, "I'm not, I'm ready to play the field." And I said, like, "Oh, what's up? What's going on?" And like, oh, it sounds like an athletic activity, and it was. And then they go to this track and field place, and then they bring out three track and field athletes who are all African Americans: Carl Lewis, one shot put lady, and then one other hurdler or some shit. And then you know whoever wins. The competition, the athletic competition, will get the one-on-one intimate, hot, hot tub time with Nick, and then I was like, all right, and then, but, you know, and, and I already thought this is getting pretty racist. Isn't this pretty racist? Isn't this a subliminal message for the MLK Monday featuring all the black people and black celebrities and athletes? What is this shit? And then, uh, Jasmine wasn't at that date because she was in the group date before this in the first hour. And then uh, I guess uh, Rachel made it out, but then she didn't win. Some other girl won. Danielle, uh, I can't remember her name. So, so yeah, and that happened. And then I stopped watching. I didn't watch the elimination, but apparently only Dominique got uh, eliminated, uh, the whiny one. Rachel and Jasmine are still in this. I was like, Pff. all right, they they stave off another week. Otherwise, I think Twitter would have been would have had an uproar. It's like you eliminated all the black people in this show on the MLK Day. What is this? It's like a John Lewis Donald Trump argument. It's like you don't God. So I don't. Anyway, that happened. Um. Oh, and then the what was it? That was a other note. I know it. What was it? Uh, let me get back to the whatever other note. I, I just get stomped on in a second. But anyways, I'm gonna watch through at least a couple next weeks next two weeks and see how far Jasmine and then uh, Rachel go. I'm not so optimistic. 
they if they make it into February, wow, good for them. But I will be very, very surprised. Uh, what was the one note in the first hour? Oh yeah, the Backstreet Boys were on this, and then uh, Kareem didn't know who the Backstreet Boys were. Actually, I don't, I don't blame them because the Backstreet Boys are from early two thousands, late nineties, and most of these girls are like twenty three to twenty eight. Some that are in thirties. So if you're my age, and then if you're in your thirties, okay, like you know who the Backstreet Boys are, you know what the songs are. But if you're like Kareem, like you're twenty three, twenty four, you might have heard them. You know, there's like some of their big songs, but. You wouldn't have followed them. They haven't had any album after like oh one or some shit, right? You would see the greatest hits from like oh two, oh three. You know, by that time, how old are they? They're still ten, eleven. They wouldn't know. They missed all the fun that Backstreet Boys had. So, anyways, there was that. Uh, and then they blame Queen. Oh, you don't even know who the Backstreet Boys are. Oh, you can't even dance. Yeah, she couldn't dance at all. She's a generic white girl who couldn't dance. But then again, ninety percent of the other girls on that show, white or black or Mexican, they all danced. So whatever, they're all good. And then the Backstreet Boys, what they what they're doing is, oh, they have to be back dancers for the some iHeart Radio show, you know, talk about the product placement aside from Buick and all that in this show, you know, and then uh, whoever danced the best, the Backstreet Boys decided would be ser- it would be serenading with a one on one dance, the single dance with Nick or some shit, and Danielle won this, you know, and then I thought Jasmine should have won, and then she's a dancer, she's a professional, but then I don't know, MLK didn't come through. For Backstreet Boys, what's up with that? I would say Backstreet Boys are racist. Whatever. Anyways, I'm just talking shit here. Alright, so I'm going to leave it at that. Good, I kept it in five minutes. I think I did. So uh, if you if you skipped it through, one other topic I wanted to talk about. I didn't have a gazillion topics I want to talk about today. Which is the, um, I guess the Trump inauguration is going to happen if I don't. I'd be remiss if I don't talk about that. Given that this is the last episode before the official presidency takes over. Uh, I'm not going to harp on all the selections and all that. They're already doomed. You know, again, people, Trump is surrounding himself with the people here he's nominating. 99.5% of them are just absolute corporate monkeys and, you know, self-interested people. So I'm not surprised. And I guess a big news the last day is uh, Betsy DeVos, DeVos, uh, the lady who's going to lead the Department of Education. I think I called her the billionaire lady who's into charter schools, you know, when she was first uh, announced. Uh, she was pretty grilled hard, and everybody's calling that this is the worst performance ever for the confirmation hearing. You know, like that's gonna make a difference. I think it's gonna go through. If it doesn't go through, how many? Who you know? Who else is gonna get blocked, right? But you know, I saw a few clips. I didn't see the entire hearing. That's stupid. I have to watch other stuff, and I gotta take care of other businesses. But uh, some clips I saw. You know, it, you know, New York Times said, "Oh, it led to a part. It erupted a partisan debate." And like, and then she couldn't answer any of the questions that Tim Kaine asked, which is basically, if, if a federal government funds charter schools, shouldn't they be held to a same standard that's held for public schools and all that? But you know, Betsy's answer, billionaire Betsy, her answer is, you know, we'll leave that up to I know I'd be happy to review it or like, you know, we'll leave it up to the states. And then Tim Kaine kept bringing up like anti-bully measures, disability measures, and all those that are like federal mandates. But then Betsy says, you know, I'd be happy to revisit. Oh, it's Florida's already doing that. Like Florida is a fucking goddamn education standard of its country, you know. So she didn't answer any of the questions. She just like spinning and spinning and spinning. Tim Kaine got mad, but then Tim Kaine was really pushing just to. Make an argument for say, making a second of an argument. So I'm like, I don't know. Nothing was progressed here. The kids in America aren't smarter by the day. And then all the adults that, you know, parents and grandparents that voted these idiots in are like saying millennials are getting wasted by technology. Yeah, go figure. Keep blaming the millennials when you keep fucking up the system and policies. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm going to get to the millennial blaming a little bit. 
uh, later. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't understand the millennial blaming. Just a preview here. Like, you know, like we are the all only stupid young people. Weren't you stupid during your old, young age too? Isn't that the point? You didn't give a shit about the world until you had a kid pop out. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then you started taking taking care of taxes and housing and mortgage and all that stuff. And then you blame the millennials. You vote. You take care of all this shit. And then you blame us for, like, staring at our phones and all that. You know? And, and yet we're the we're the one of the most, like, instantaneous creative people. If you st- look at Instagram and Vine and shit. If that's not any progress, I, I feel sorry for you. That's my vent on older people a little bit, but anyways, this this I don't understand charter schools, but I I do understand the educational system is in America is really fucked up. I don't understand charter schools. Only in America I hear this, and then like, it's I feel like I I don't know much about it other than you know it's it sometimes it's federally or state funded, and then you know you can just start a school just for the sake of it you know educating children, and then they hold kids to higher standard and all that shit. Some celebrities, former athletes are really into it, like Andre Agassi and all these people that have his own, you know, school, charter school in Las Vegas and all that. But I don't understand that like, some charter schools are shady and shit, you know, they can't turn any facility into a charter school. It becomes a strip club at night. That happened in one of the places in Florida, right? So, you know, stuff like that. But then, like, why can't you fix the existing system? Oh, you know, like public schools are already bad, already bad. Well, then I get some one of those. I feel like you should have a maintenance program and check you can't just introduce a new system and refund all the money just for the sake of the self-interest and like you know all that and also the charter school argument for some people is like oh it's a competition it's a competition it encourages if you just dangle the money a little bit like this kid's gonna be smarter someone's gonna be encouraged now i like that has its reach too like how money doesn't always buy you happiness it has its reach you know so i'm like i don't get it but anyways this lady is into charter schools and i guess uh, she's gonna privatize every single education here and then you know, if and then is that for even playing field? I guess she'll preach for it, but you know, not all states are the same. Not all the living costs are the same. But you know, I feel like what you should know for pre-calculus, calculus, and then science, and then soci- sociology and social sciences, history in general should be the same. You should know the American history no matter what state you're in. You should know what all the fucking fifty states and the capitals are. You know, whatever, no matter what state territory you're in. You know, you should know the basic math and know how to calculate mortgage even without a college education. That should be a standard education. Why can't we agree on that? Why can, Why do we keep saying shit like, oh, let the state decide? Yeah, and Texas is dumber, you know, for example. Or some state that encourages, like, you know, you know homeschooling or something like Florida or Alabama or something. Create another Tim Tebow, right? So anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not looking forward to the... I'm actually looking... Actually, I am looking forward to the inauguration because nobody's attending it. So I guess everyone's going to stream it. No one's going to perform there. I think we're going to have all the cover bands that are performing since the real bands and real artists won't perform. I don't want to see Scott Bayo again. I don't want to see William Daniel or whatever Stephen Baldwin. That's not Alec Baldwin. That's going to be like, you know, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Donald's going to be great. Gary Busey's probably going to show up with the... Uh, I don't know. So Andrew Dice claim I'd show up. All the apprentice people are going to show up. I'm not looking forward to... I Actually, yeah, I am looking forward to this. I'm not looking forward to it intellectually. I'm looking forward to it entertainment sense. So anyways, uh, I'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. And then, uh, yeah, I'll check back next week with the San Francisco story. It'll be way shorter. And then uh, all that stuff. Have a great week. And uh, I'll check back next week.